we had a short hiatus we took a little break but we are back it is hockey the podcast it's episode 103 yes you heard that right at 103 that's 103 hours of hockey entertainment for you to go listen to of course it is usually the wonderful Derek albert's voice that welcomes you to the show with that soothing east london cacophony of glory but unfortunately tonight well it's tonight what we're recording but tonight we're stuck just with me tyrant jabu barnard because Derek is off adventuring things in a desert but don't worry you won't have to listen to me the whole night i brought someone that has great stories that we can tell great adventures and uh, someone who well is worth much more than a listen to than me Tonight, our guest is none other than Olympian and South African indoor hockey superstar, Edith Modekwe. Welcome, Edith. Oh, Edith, I put you on mute now. Apologies. Um, I'm going to just welcome you all over again. That's how excited I got there. Welcome, Edith. Welcome to Hockey the Podcast. Hey, Jabu. <laughs> So, I mean, Edith, I, I, I'm calling you and I'm chatting to you on the back of a very exciting RPT where uh, you uh, really stole the show in, in one or two games. And it was a fantastic tournament getting to play alongside your SA under 21 side. I mean, it almost feels crazy that I have to talk to you about an upcoming under 21 junior world cup on the back of the fact that you are an Olympian. But, but let's start at the start of the story. You and I first crossed paths on the indoor hockey field, and that's where we'll start this journey tonight. So you were a PE Viper in the PSR series, and uh, that's where I first heard about this entertaining hockey player, Edith Mandekwe, whose uh, name I often get accused of mispronouncing on commentary. Um, but uh, yeah, tell me a little bit about your, your early PSI days and your introduction to indoor hockey. So basically, actually funny enough, I actually only started indoor in grade seven. So as I was finishing primary school, um, it wasn't really a big thing of mine. I didn't really know much about indoor. And obviously after my first PSR, I kind of grew to love the game and I just wanted to play um, at the end of every year. And yeah, and I think that's where it all started really. Um, I don't think it was a thing where I could say like indoor was like by nature for me. It's like something that I had to like work on, train on. And yeah, it's just crazy how it all started off as like a little fun thing and I didn't take it so serious. And now I'm in the national women's team. Yeah. Not only that, I mean, we're talking 35 national caps at an indoor hockey level already. I mean, you're an under-21 player with 35 caps to your name. And if you look through it, I mean, you've played Zimbabwe, Namibia, but then you throw in the Switzerland, Czech Republic, Ireland, Poland. I mean, it's been a pretty, pretty remarkable journey so far. And uh, I mean, you must you must sometimes wake up and pinch yourselves and think, damn, I am an international sports star. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um I think every athlete kind of wakes up to that. And um, and for me, all at the beginning, when I played all these international games, I was just like, is this really real? Um, like, how did it happen so fast and so quickly? 
And especially, like you said, for an under-21 who's got 33 caps or so, like, it's just insane. And um, at first, I thought, I, I'd like, I wasn't going to be able to handle the level of competition because I was so young um, when I got into the setup. But, like, it's actually insane. It still doesn't, like, feel real. Everything still feels like a myth. It feels like this long um, dream that I haven't woken up from. I mean, you say that, that, I mean, over those, those caps, you've also scored a bunch of goals, uh, but I mean, what, what's the highlights been so far? I mean, what has been the, the moments where you look back on your indoor hockey career so far and think, man, did that really happen? Um, oh my gosh, there's been so many moments. I can't really like choose any of them. Like every, like tour, like every tour that we've I've gone to is like, it had its own like special ways, I would put it. Um, but yeah, it's just insane. Um, the fact that I got the opportunity to go play against um Switzerland and Czech Republic and Poland and like yeah, it's just been such a crazy roller coaster, but like a positive roller coaster. And like I I can't really say I have a moment where I could be like when I went here, this was like my moment. I think in every um like country I've gone to, like I've grown as a player and I've learned so much from it. Yeah, I mean, and, and you say that, and if we look back at uh, your your indoor career, you've also, I mean, you've been playing in the team in a, a period of dominance that has been unprecedented. Uh, the South African woman, you you beat everybody that you came against. Um you won series against Switzerland, drew series against Czech Republic, thumped Ireland, thumped Poland. I mean, it, it's been an incredible, incredible experience. But along with that came the disappointment of uh, Indo-Africa Cup. You know, as a young player, you you often bounce back from these things quite quickly. But uh, have you bounced back from this quite quickly? Um, personally. Me, I think a lot of people would say it's very easier for the youngsters. Like it was, like for example, it was my first um Af- indoor Afcon tournament, and a lot of people would have thought mm, it's easy. Like you said, they're gonna bounce back easy. A lot of the youngsters, and it was really hard, and not just hard um for me personally. It was just like such a big disappointment because like. I knew that so many of the seniors players, like it was like it was a big like thing for our team, especially like with some of the seniors in our team and stuff. So yeah, I was very um heartbroken, hard on myself, even though everyone back at home was like, No, you guys played so well, this, this and that. Um, it was still very, very hard to come to terms that we had lost um that that game yeah but of course obviously uh the world works in mysterious ways and one of the mysterious ways that it worked in was the fact that you will be heading to the uh the end of world cup anyway now because of covid australia and new zealand pulled out south africa the next highest ranked so you'll be getting to go i mean is that something now you have a lot of hockey on your plate but is that a high priority for you um hopefully when I make that team um definitely 
And yeah, like you said, I do have a lot of hockey coming my way. And I've basically treated this end of World Cup. Uh, it's like the cliche is it's like the next Olympics for me. Um, like this is my indoor Olympics type of thing. So it's like very important for me to actually have the opportunity to go and play against the world greatest. Yeah. So speaking about playing on the world's greatest, I mean, you, you had to bounce back from that disappointment fairly quickly because you found yourself in the Olympic squad and you found yourself on an airplane to Tokyo playing your debut for South Africa at the Tokyo, Tokyo Olympics. I mean, it, it's that, that, I mean, I, I remember bumping into you and, and uh, you know, just being like, you've done it. And yeah, it, it was almost mesmerizing because, you know, did that, I imagine it would have been a long-term dream of yours. It's not necessarily something that you would have expected as soon as it's happened. Oh, no, 100%. Um, you're like, I still explain to people, like, um, like, I'm still in shock. Like, I'm still in disbelief that I got the opportunity at the age of 21 to go to the Olympics. And... It's been a dream of mine since I was a little girl and I didn't expect to actually be going so soon and at such a young age. And, and I mean, Edith, what was the experience of Tokyo like? To be honest, oh my gosh, it was amazing. Like, it was just insane. Um, you know, if I had, like, I'll definitely go back. Um, just like the facilities, the way the athletes were treated, like it was just amazing. And it's like a lifestyle of every athlete um, wants to live in a way. And just like waking up, seeing like the world's greatest and the people that I used to watch on TV my whole entire life, it was amazing. And was there anyone you bumped into into the village that made you like swoon a little bit, made you weak at the knees, made you want to be a fangirl? Um, no. Um, I met quite a lot of few like famous people. Um, uh, Simone Bowles, like the greatest gymnast in the world. Um, Alison Felix, I'm the most decorated. In the athletics industry, um, also saw Djokovic, we saw Titi Bus. Like I could name so many people. Um, I saw my role model, um, Eva de Gouda, uh basically the whole Dutch team, and um, and I got the opportunity to play against them as well. How insane! And yeah, there was just so many role models of mine there that I, I was just in so much disbelief that. I'm actually in the same place as these people. And not only in the same place, you you also in your team uh, was Pumalela Mbanda. And uh, it, it interests me, obviously, she was selected as a flag bearer, which is a significant moment, not just for a South African hockey player, but for also a black African female being chosen to, to be the flag bearer for your country. I, I mean, how did that impact you as part of your teammates? For me, it showed me like it's it's possible for anything to happen, um, and it was just so nice because so many black um, young women look up to Pumi. 
and she's been such a great role model for us and I think um, she's kind of put it out there like everything you work for pays off and um, no matter how young old you are anything anything is possible I mean absolutely your own story is uh, one that personifies that fully um, that anything is possible but I, I mean it is a little bit crazy to think you've played on the international stage. You've tra- traveled to Europe to play hockey for your country. You've played against Ireland in front of 2000 people at the Belleville Velodrome, maybe even more. It was pre COVID. So we were allowed more than that. Um, you, you played in an Olympic games and then you come home and play in an USA. I mean, do you, do you struggle to, to get motivated for those lesser and I say that in inverted commas, but those lesser tournaments. Um, I wouldn't say I struggled or I was demotivated. It was just the first few weeks was just very tiring. I was like, okay, like I need like a break from hockey, like just to like refresh and restart my body again. Because obviously the different tournaments need different mentality in a way. Um and yeah, I didn't get bored. I was like, okay, I've played with like um this amazing group of people that have taught me so much in our team. And now I get the opportunity to go take all that knowledge that I've learned from them as a team and go put it out there at USA. And 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 obviously you did that because your team was successful in uh, winning the title yet again. Um, but then you quickly had to uh, realign and get back into a national team, but not the main national team, the under-21 national team. You headed down to the RPT in Cape Town, and of course, now next up into Potchefstroom um, for the Junior World Cup. I mean, the the, the, the hits keep happening, the, the, the opportunities keep happening. How are you managing to keep up with all of this and life itself? Um, yeah, to be honest, it is very difficult being a student athlete. I do not take that for granted. Um, I think it just comes up, comes with great balance and communication. Um, we've got an amazing system here at Tux. Um, Inky's been really, really great with me. And so has Ash. Um, maintaining, um, loads and making sure that I'm not overdoing myself or over pushing myself. Also, like giving me some time to to work on my books. Yeah, and, so and it's also quite the sort of system that I have. Yeah, I was just going to interject there quickly, Edith, and say, and, and just uh, if you don't mind, yeah. with everybody, what are you studying? So I'm actually doing my. Uh, first year B Ed, which is education. So yeah. <laughs> and uh, any preference on what age group you'd like to teach one day? So to be honest, I did choose um junior phase to teach little kids because I like working with like little children. 
But then they decided, um, no, that's not going to happen. We're going to give you the senior. So, yeah, so I'll be teaching seniors if I end up teaching. So, yeah. I think it's great, Edith. I can imagine you when those kids come in after not doing homework and stuff, the disciplinarian in you putting them in their place. 100%. I think as um, athletes and uh, student athletes, that's one thing we learn and just guiding the children how to um, balance their life, school and sports would be really helpful. Oh, absolutely. And you've got great experience of it. Edith, over the next year, there's a lot of hockey. I mean, we know we've got the, the Junior World Cup now. You've got the African Cup of Nations in uh, January, you've got the Indoor World Cup in February, Commonwealth Games and World Cup in June, July, uh, and, and FIH Nations Cup in December next year. In between that, you have under-21. Uh, well, you won't be playing that. You'll play an indoor RPT and outdoor RPT, club hockey, USA. You know, what? what is the one thing you're most looking forward to in 2022? And... Have you had discussions with your various coaches about how to manage your workload? Um, yeah, 100%. Um, this, these conversations actually started happening just after, well, during RPT um, 2021 um, um, and how we're going to manage and maintain um, myself so I don't burn out. So that's the nice thing. Um, yeah, there's been good communications between the coaches as well, where they have spoken within their coaching group how they're going to do things. And, yeah, and then you asked me, what am I looking forward to in 2022? Um, to be honest, I think I'm looking forward to um, everything. Like I can't pick one, but I think mostly Varsity Cup because – a lot of us um, obviously couldn't play Varsity Cup last year because of COVID and this year as well. So I think that was our kind of taken away from all of the hockey um, players. So I think, yeah, that's going to be one interesting tournament. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to every single tournament next year. Yeah, and, and obviously it's an opportunity to take on the best. And I think people, you know, it's it's a nice point that you make. I'm looking forward to to playing though that kind of thing because people forget that although you're already a superstar, you are also, uh, you know, still going through the motions of a young hockey player looking to uh, earn her stripes and play in those tournaments that you get to play in. And it's uh, a bit more of a reminder of how incredible your uh, your rise to the top has been. Have you found it quite tough in adjusting to uh, your friends and fans and, and people who come up to you and are like, yep, uh, this is Edith, the national superstar? Um, No, not really, not at all. Um, yeah, a lot of people come up to me and be like, oh my gosh, you're on TV, you're famous, whatever, whatever. And I actually got um, a message on Instagram the other day and that asked me, like, because you're on TV and, like, you're this, like, athlete that's, like, professional and now you're famous, has it changed you as a person, like, 
and the way you treat people. And I was like, no, like not at all, because everyone's the same. Like I don't take just because I went to the Olympics or um, hopefully going to a junior world cup or with all these accolades that I have that I'm better than anyone. Like everyone's equal and I treat you the way I've always treated you before I went to the Olympics or before I go to a junior world cup. Um, and I've always stick like stuck to that just to be like being true to myself, like don't change because of a certain, um, how can I put it? Oh, what's the word I'm uh, looking for? Experience. Yeah. 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 Uh, just experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm then someone but but yeah and um it's it hasn't been hard at all um and with my parents as well it hasn't changed anything like even though I haven't seen them for a year because of how busy I've been um it doesn't change my relationship with them like they've been so supportive and yeah well Edith that answer is up there with some of the best (laughs) um (laughs) Uh, yeah, I mean, Edith, obviously, uh, you've chosen a sport in the sport of hockey that uh, makes people a lot of money. Um, you can retire just playing hockey. But uh, is, there, is there, I mean, you're, you're on the younger side. Has there ever been a thought of yours that maybe I should have played soccer, netball, or, or cricket, rather? Um, oh, this is so funny because I had this conversation with my friend today. Um, so... Yeah, I look at, like, how much training and how much, like, testing and all this these things that we have as a hockey player and how we have to maintain ourselves. And I was just like, I could have just became a tennis player or something. Like, their life just seems so effortless, like, if you know what I mean. Um, they're playing on a tennis court. Of course, they have their own little sessions, whatever. Um but then at the same time, I was like, I wouldn't change this for anything um, because it's what I'm passionate about and what I, like, I love doing. So sometimes I do think about doing other sports and then sometimes I'm like, I wouldn't change this for the world. Anything, uh, yeah, Edith, I, I suppose the, the other thing that's uh, you know, of interest is you, you've obviously also built up some wonderful relationships. I mean, are there certain people, obviously you, you've got some older teammates who had, had lots of experience, some young teammates who, who probably enjoy uh, the party as much as you do, but are there some relationships that you've made on the sport, sports fields that are, are like friends for life or uh, will be at your wedding one day as your, your bridesmaids or your maids of honor or whatever? <laughs> Funny. Um. I think I've made good relationships with everyone. Um, it's just been so amazing because I've learned so many things from different people. And um, if I could invite the whole hockey community that's been involved in my life at my wedding, I'd definitely do that with a heartbeat. Um, but yeah, I guess time will tell. And of course, yeah, I do have like, friends in the hockey industry um, that I'll definitely invite to my wedding and that will be my bridesmaids. Um, but, yeah. But if you're asking, Edith, I accept the invite. I appreciate it. I'll be there. Oh, of course. Definitely. <laughs> 
What I'll do Love is I'll, to have you there. I, I won't make you stand on a, on a on a box this time for when we talk. Okay, this hard thing as well, Jobs, it needs to stop. Uh, so so for those who didn't see, if you go and watch um, the <laughs> Enhanced Sport Media uh, broadcast, they, uh, the, the South African Under-21 versus Free State, you can see a nice little chat between myself and Edith at the end. And Edith, metaphorically, I was looking up at you. Well, actually, literally, but also metaphorically. I just grew that day, but it's fun. Um, <laughs> Yeah, hockey yeah. players in their hearts. Look, I, I mean, speaking about that day, you scored a rather ridiculous goal where you intercepted uh, a, a defensive pass. You broke into the, to the circle and you struck. I mean, you've also scored, I think it's 12 or 13 indoor hockey goals for South Africa now. You haven't got the one on the outdoor team for the national side yet, but is there a goal in your life that stands out as your favorite so far? Oh my gosh! Now you have to. You're making me go back into archives, yeah. Yeah, you. you, um, you know, this is a goal scorer when they say that. You know, when you ask me what's your favorite goal you scored, I said, "Well, it's on the 14th of December when I was playing left half, and the ball came across, and I ducked, and it hit, and the, because I only scored like seven in my life. But you know, I know you um, score like 13 every weekend for club. But uh, is there any goal <laughs> that? Oh my god! I think. All my goals stand out for me because I always surprise myself. Like, it's just insane because I never know what I'm going to be doing on the day. Well, I i mean, I've been fortunate enough to see a few of your goals. And I'm just trying to see if I can get this video clip to the right point and play the audio from when you scored against Namibia in the Africa Indoor Cup of Nations at Thomas Moore College. State. Namibia are being picked back a little bit too much for their own liking here. It's well done by Megan Mega to get out of that, but the extra touch across to her. It is quick and she fires into the bottom left corner. It is 1-0 to Spa South Africa. That was made from the pressure that they put on the captain to turn over. There's Edith scoring the first goal for South Africa against Namibia in a 2-1 win. Do you remember that goal, Edith? I definitely remember that goal. It was a cracker. It was a little cracker. You and Robin putting all that pressure on Maggie. You're getting it and firing it hard and low. Like I said to you, I'm always surprising myself. <laughs> oh, brilliant, brilliant stuff, of course. Um, Edith, before we go... So, Edith, before we go, let's uh, let's uh, ask you some of those quick questions. You've been on a few tours now. Who's your favorite roommate? My favorite roommate? Is this indoor or outdoor? Any tour. Oh, spicy. Um, Jamie Southgate. Okay. Uh, I mean, I know this is the answer to this question, too. Who's the best dancer on a dance floor afterwards? <laughs> Jamie Southgate. It's just because Jamie... Yeah, Jamie, Michael Jackson, nothing better. Favorite country you've been to? Switzerland. Um, favorite drink in a foreign country? Oh. Um, yo, I'm trying to think. Favorite drink? There were quite a few. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to remember. 
in I think it was Czech, they had the like a p- pineapple shot. That was my favorite. Nice, nice. Um, favorite non hockey, uh, non hockey uh, tour. So, so this is a very terrible way of asking it, but uh, favorite tour for not hockey reasons. Not hockey reasons. Yeah, so, oh, the one that I'm on right now. I'm just trying to get away with my friend. Oh, nice. Actually, guys, you missed it. We joined each other earlier on. And uh, just before we started recording, uh, Edith's friends were talking in the background and she was like, guys, uh, you can't say that stuff while I'm recording. Joe, <laughs> <laughs> why are you exposing my friends? Uh, I didn't say their names. I'd lied. No, that's not exposing. <laughs> Uh, yeah, for those who know who she's away with, now you know. Um, all right, Edith, would you rather score a goal or set up a tap-in for someone else? Set up a tap-in for someone else. And who has the best celebration on a hockey field? Bianca Wood. And, and, and in fairness, she does get to celebrate quite a lot. Um, <laughs> would you rather score a goal in an Olympic Games or a, a Olympic game group stage or a goal in an indoor hockey world cup semi-final? That's, that's an unfair question. I mean, the answer is both, but it's like asking a parent, which is your favorite kid. They say, no, 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 neither, but Tommy. <laughs> no, 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 that's all. I'd, I'd love to score a goal in the Olympic group stage and I'd love to score a goal at the world cup. Okay, okay, I'll let you off on a, uh, a discrepancy. Um, <laughs> uh, you owe me one for that. What is your pre-game pump-up tune? What, what gets you going before a game? Oh, my God. Um, there's so many. You can even yeah. just pick an artist. Um... I had a dream. I had a dream. Yeah. Um, um, oh my gosh, who sings it? How does it go? I mean, Martin Luther no, King one. Fly. Oh, no, it's, so it goes. Um, I had a dream that someday I was just fly, uh, fly away. Oh. So, yeah, I'm not going to sing the whole song. But yeah, I think it's fly or something like that. Not out of G, but yeah, that's part of the song. So uh, we are, we're learning about you. I, idols, you know, you're very good at everything you do, but I'm not sure that idols is for you just yet. You just um, catch me at a bad moment, but yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it's fun. But uh, I, I hope this works. Let's go. Just away. Yes, that I've one. I've been on my own for a minute. Is it only me out there? Yeah, Searching for the place to begin it. Is it me? Is it you? Is it me? Standing I just got to get to the chorus so that it's... People stand at me while I'm here. Oh, of course, let's go. No one seems to think that there we I'm feeling... I don't want to be like them. 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 I
All right, in fairness, in fairness, I'm pretty pumped right now. In fact, I feel like I'm going to go pick up my hockey stick and go dribble around my son's bedroom. Um, exactly. My wife, my wife Those were your dreams. No, not bad, not bad. I think that, that you have made my playlist of songs to get you going. That's Tones and I Fly Away. It's cracker. Well done, Edith. Yet another thing you've done well in your short career already. Oh, what can I say? I told you, caught me at a bad time. <laughs> Listen, uh, for those who want that as a ringtone, we'll organize it for you. Edith Madik, we're telling you to fly away um, before you answer your phone. I mean, I don't think you get better moments than that in your life. The Olympian. Yeah, we, we do have to ask you, a lot of Olympians go and get the Olympic uh, logo, the, the, the rings tattooed somewhere on them. Is that a plan? Is that something you're planning on doing? Um, I don't know if most of you have seen it, but I got mine. Yes, you did. Yes, I did. And it's on my forum on my right. Yeah, I, I did ask Edith if uh, she considered putting it on her face under her eyes. Uh, so, you know, so that she could have rings under her eyes. <laughs> Imagine, I'd look like those rap stars. Yeah, but you know, those guys think they're cool for a few minutes as well. <laughs> Yo, could never be me. Uh, to all rappers that listen to Hockey the Podcast, I apologize. <laughs> All two of you. All right, Edith. Uh, one of the things that we do like to do at uh, the end of each episode, we uh, used to have a thing called uh, one question quiz. We decided to do away with that. And instead, we decided to add a stat of the episode. And uh, today's stat of the episode is that Edith Modikwe is the 12th highest all-time goal scorer for South Africa indoor hockey with 12 goals to her name. She sits 12th in the list, but quickly closing in on those above and soon in the top 10 with some of those above you now having retired. That's pretty cool. Oh, that's very cool. That's actually exciting to hear. Yeah, Getting yeah. me pumped. Yeah, you, you've got Kayla Duvall and Jess Larden just behind you, so don't let them catch you now. Oh, Kayla and Jess. They're my teammates, so it's fine. We'll push each other. There we go. Give each other a sister as long as you get one more than them. 100%. All right, ladies and gents. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. Either thank you very much for taking time off from your chilled holiday and your pineapple juice. Um, homemade, of course. Uh, if you want to see more of Edith, go check out all the RPT videos. Of course, she will be in action in the Junior World Cup, kicking off and hitting off in just less than a month in Potsdam, South Africa against Germany, USA, and Spain. Spain, I think. Yes. If I'm wrong, I'll just cut this out and put something else. No, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. So taking place, and then, of course, probably back in action again in January or February with either the outdoor national team or the indoor hockey team, uh, if you don't know the name already, you've been living under a rock, but you will know it very soon. Edith Modekwe, that's spelt with an L, but there's no L's in her career, only W's. Boom, boom, boom. Yes, I came up with that one all by myself. And uh, I will bring Derek back next time so you don't have to hear my bad dad jokes. Thanks for listening, everybody. Stay safe. Stay 
sane. But most of all, stay hockey. This is Hockey the Podcast, and I've been Tyrant Jabu Barnard. Cheers. <laughs>